<laughs> so why do you why do you do two podcasts? Uh, because the uh, the first one is to get to know the okay. person, and then the second one is like, oh, now that we're comfortable talking to each other, uh, it's it's sort of both for me and the listener okay. that like for me. It's being comfortable with the person. Sometimes uh, I'll bring in people that I don't even know and haven't really sense. talked to them until the podcast itself. Yeah. I like that bracelet, by the way. It's made of guitar strings. It was making noises. <laughs> I got really annoyed. Um, <laughs> but um, so, like, for example, whenever I had a space release, uh-huh. on, I had uh, Grayson and Walt, but, like, I didn't really know both of them at all nor did I like really know their names uh-huh. and so like you can actually even hear in that podcast that I went like hey is Grayson and I'm sorry I forgot your name <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. but um so it's like to get to know people okay so then for the second one whenever we have a freeform conversation kind uh-huh. of like more open podcasts um it becomes a little bit more comfortable to talk okay. rather than just, yeah, so this is what you do, okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's why I like having both because it, it helps to, again, get to know a person to their root uh, with the first one. Uh-huh. Um, but then the second one allows us to reach whatever sort of stratosphere okay. that we can. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was going to mention about how, like, you just asked me about I'm playing with a band and that whole thing. Um, how how do you feel with that band dynamic? Because I'm thinking we're having the same thought and that it's weird to be your name, but also have other musicians with you and be yeah. like, no, but that's, it's all me, but it's also them, but it's all me. <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. So like what we mentioned a little bit ago, mm-hmm. um, Zor with an X. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these guys I've been playing with for, I guess three years now, but like yeah. at that point it was like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, they're still not feeling as involved as they could be. Mm-hmm. And that was like right after the release of Love. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them played on Love. Yeah. And uh, the Love EP was cool because it gave us a chance to grow in the right direction, mm-hmm. but there still wasn't the accountability being felt. Yeah. Um, so Zora with an X was kind of meant to kind of open open it up for them to be able to feel committed and accountable for yeah. being a part of the band instead yeah. of just being in the band. Yeah. Because, like, I know there's studio musicians sure. and there's, you know, bands. Mm-hmm. And I, what I wanted was the feeling of, like, a family band. Mm-hmm. But, like, with obviously my songs. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. I guess they kind of like them since they've been <laughs> playing them for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted it to be open to where all of us felt included. Yeah. Because that was really important to me. And after playing Azor with an X for a while, um, it still didn't seem like they felt included. They still mm-hmm. felt like I was just hiring them every show. Sure. Which, I mean, we're at like three years now. <laughs> and <laughs> so it was hard for me. I still don't know. Like, I feel like that's a plane that I still need to figure out. Right. Like, I could bring in all the session workers that I want mm-hmm. and just have exactly my vision. Yeah. Because I can't play everything. I can't sure. play piano. I can't play drums. <laughs> so I could always hire people and help them live my vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, Or I could have people help me build the vision, Mm -hmm. and it could be our vision. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's really hard about being a musician is trying to find the line, like, where where do you want to be? Yeah. And I feel like that's so vague. (laughs) Like, you could be anything. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. And that's something that I've I've struggled with, too, in that, 
um, I have a tendency, and at least I'm uh, self-analyzing enough to be able to realize it, but um, I have a tendency to creatively dominate if no one takes charge. I feel Um, like that's me too. (laughs) I think we're the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so... uh, like I played with uh, Don't Tell Dina for mm-hmm. a while, and um, what what sort of happened is that they had like a good structure. Like we gelled really well as a band, mm-hmm. um, but finishing songs wasn't something they had done really until I joined the band. Mm-hmm. And whenever I joined the band, I was just like, "Oh, cool! You you have like this sketch of a song." Here, now I'm just going to make decisions and finish the song. This is the song now. Yeah, which that was cool because I think I was at your first show, which <laughs> is the Halloween Bash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played that together. <laughs> that was really cool. And um, and so after a while, I was like putting together more songs. And sometimes it was just like, I think a couple instances where I just wrote the whole song. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I didn't feel comfortable doing that because mm-hmm. it's like we're a band. We should all be creatively contributing here. But if like if some decision wasn't being made, I was just like, all right, then this is the decision then. If yeah. no one wants to make the decision, I'll make the decision. <laughs> I felt like me doing that came from my management experience, mm-hmm. which it could still be coming from that. <laughs> but I feel like I also take lead on projects that don't seem to be going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be like, oh, there's no leader. I is leader. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I could see that, too. And I know, like, sometimes, like, over the past few years, like, Mm -hmm. at ACM, like, I feel like people see me and they're like, oh, she's (laughs) going to be in charge. Sure. We're either out or we're in. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like everyone knows that I have that dominating personality. Mm. And sometimes with music, I I get stuck inside a box. Mm. And I want to be able to explore all the options. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to have those musicians that do want to write parts on top of it. Exactly. Um, but other instances when you have the specific vision, like, that sounds great, and you should mm-hmm. just go with that instead. Yeah. So I feel like it's so up in the air, like, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, there are certain songs that with the band that I've been playing with, uh-huh. um, like, for example, this Friday we're playing at a family friend's wedding because nice. that's sort of like my wedding gift to her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Um, but it's like three of the musicians are not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, as in the whole rest of the band is not the same band. Mm-hmm. It's me and then some different people. Um, and is that under your name? Or yeah, different? it's still okay. Santiago Ramones. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter since it's a wedding, it's a private event. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. um, but it's still different musicians. And there are certain songs where it's like, hey, here's this song. This is what I have for it. Here are the chords, the blah, blah, blah. Uh, play something like this during this part. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know what to tell you. I don't have a part <laughs> to give or any like specific melody to tell you, but just yeah. play something. You're a good musician. I trust that you're able to do that. Yeah. And that's just where, because I'm not a good guitarist, and so it's like, you know what you're doing. I'm mm-hmm. not th- as good of a bassist as the bassist that I get, and so you know what you're doing. Play the stuff. <laughs> yeah, I feel like not this past festival season, but like last year's festival season, mm. we had a lot of um, a lot of weird like schedule happens <laughs> things, and uh, so a lot of last festival season, I had different musicians on every mm-hmm. show, yeah. which was kind of weird. But like the Love EP came out before mm-hmm. that. So all of the pre-recorded music, they were able to just learn and play exactly like that, yeah. which was nice. Yeah. But like the ones <laughs> that haven't been recorded, um, <laughs> there's a few songs like 
Misery and Free. Um, there's a new one called She Doesn't Know. Mm. Um, it was hard to be able to sit down with them and be like, okay, this is my idea, but, like, if mm. you have any ideas, that'd be great. Yeah. And, like, for a while, um, Yano Swozniak was our mm-hmm. bass player. And he actually had – he leads his own band, All For More in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, but here – he, because mm-hmm. he's more of like a leader too, mm-hmm. uh, he was able to bring some pretty good ideas to the table for songs that haven't been in the recording mm-hmm. projects yet. So I think, um, I think being able to have, you know, the strong, like not strong musicians, but the strong leader type yeah, yeah. and the not strong leader <laughs> type, because like all A's and B's have to work together. Yeah. Like we can't all be A's and we can't all be B's. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like it, as musicians, we just have to figure out, and even in like in management, like yeah. my profession, um, it's all about figuring out how to make the team gears work. Yeah. So it's all about what's like best for the team. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that <laughs> that could deal with anything in life. Yeah. So. Um, and how, because do you, do you also dominate whenever, like, it comes to studio sessions or is it just like, oh, I'm not the leader here. I will just let it happen. <laughs> uh, no, it's pretty dominating. <laughs> I feel like even in my friendships and relationships, <laughs> like, I'm still dominating. Um. I don't know. The Love EP, it was, I think, uh, Studio 3, mm-hmm. Studio 2. I don't even think it was part of a class. Like, we may have just been doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. No, it was a part of the class. It was mm-hmm. Studio 3 uh, because I was trying to get it out before I went to NAM last year and played NAM mm-hmm. the year before. Yeah. So, because it's been out for two years now, mm-hmm. the Love EP. So, it was all like a game of like how fast can we make this sound good <laughs> and put it together so I can have it for Nam. Mm. Cuz like Nam was a really big thing. So, um I played Nam mm. and only 150 people get picked out of like mm. the 3000 that apply to play. Right. So, even the fact that I got picked to play Nam was yeah. like really cool. So, I wanted, you know, the free download cards ready to go for Nam. Mm-hmm. Um I got put on a stage where there wasn't a lot of traffic. I was in mm. like a hotel bar. Mm. So it kind of it kind of sucked. Like next time if I ever get picked again, like mm. I would hopefully want a different stage. Yeah. Um cuz that wasn't like the ideal location, but at least everything was like planned out and ready to go mm-hmm. since I'm a planner yeah. and an organizer. <laughs> that makes sense to me. So <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. Um I I think about things that way a lot too. I also improvise a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Hence the second podcast not yeah. being structured. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great. But um, I sort of think about it as I, as a composer, what I do is like I put all of the notes and things in place mm-hmm. and then I hit play. Or like same with recording, like mm-hmm. you put all the things in place and then you, you know, add the fades and the crossfades and the EQ and stuff and then you hit play. It's sort of like you set up all the things and then you let it happen. Uh-huh. So then once it's already happening, it's like, all right, well, I can't do anything about this. I'm just going to like let it happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Which helps me to be pretty stress-free because it's like, oh, I know what I'm doing, you know, next week. Yeah. So I don't have to think about. And a lot of yours, <laughs> didn't you do all the instrumentation on your stuff? Um. Not on my uh, demo. Not on my demo. Okay. Um, for well, actually, I played guitar and bass guitar and vocals. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Trevor Lindley played drums. So I don't play oh, drums. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Trevor's great at drums. Trevor is great at drums. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've also been wanting to get some. Like playing with uh Caden, but he's uh he doesn't sleep, so that's <laughs> my life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like with composing as well, it's just oh, I set up all the things and then I hit play, and then like that's that makes sense. I'm free, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I still have to have more control over it than that. Mm. <laughs> but like if I have well like I can't I don't know a good way to explain this. 
I feel like, so I always have the vocals and guitar parts down. Mm-hmm. Like, these are going to be it. But, yeah, like, yeah. before, I didn't know any of the lead parts. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, here's the rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. I need you to make the sound better. Mm-hmm. Like, you're an actual guitar player and yeah. not like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like a lot of that, I've had a lot of amazing guitar players along mm-hmm. the way that have helped me overcome the the weakness of my guitar playing, mm. if that makes sense. It's getting better. It's taking a while. But Less open chords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like without all those great guitar players along the way, like I wouldn't be anywhere near, like my original music yeah. wouldn't be anywhere near what it is mm-hmm. today. So Yeah. I'm still using a lot of open chords. It's I don't crazy. Really care, but. <laughs> it's okay. And I feel like I've gotten a lot more into keys because mm. um, it fills the space where the space was empty before. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if you listen to like my old singles and my old EP seasons, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't feel complete. Yeah. If that makes sense. And a lot of that was done at Schwing Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right when I moved back from Nashville mm-hmm. and a lot of it was, it was kind of improvised. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> the studio tech that worked there, he was actually my guitar player at the time. Oh, yeah. So they just brought in a whole bunch of studio musicians that I didn't know, mm. and they just played on it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> but, like, the Love EP was the first EP of mine that I was able to make it into something that I wanted. Mm. And not like, oh, yeah, that sounds good, which, like, most of the time I'm pretty laid back anyways. Yeah. Um, like, I've been complimented at the dentist for being laid back. <laughs> They're like, everyone yells at us. We don't know why, but I never do. What? Who yells at the dentist? What's wrong with you? Everybody. What? <laughs> I've never heard of that being a thing. No, you go to the dentist, you don't say anything because they have their hands in your mouth, and then you just right. like sit there and yeah. What are you going to complain about? They're, they said everyone complains yeah. to them. I mean, it is uh, Dental Depot, so. Yeah. I, don't know. I have a friend who's a, a dental hygienist, so I mean. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I feel like there's some aspects of my life where I'm, like, super laid back and don't need any control. And then there's others when I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to control all these things at once. (laughs) It's just hard. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Quick aside, how how did you get to play NAMM? Also, you keep going to NAMM. How did you do that as well? (laughs) (laughs) So NAMM is super cool. I love it. So I didn't even know bands could play at NAMM. Mm-hmm. It's called Bands at Nam. It's the page you sign right. up to play on. Uh, <laughs> it rhymes, so it's funny. Yeah. So I was on the phone with my dad, and he was like, hey, there's this really cool thing that you should go to. And I was mm-hmm. like, cool thing I should go to? Mm-hmm. I guess I should go. <laughs> so I, like, signed up to go, and then he was like, oh, wait, you can play. And I was like, play? Yeah. I was like, this sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that all – so to apply, you have to, like – put your EP and all this stuff. And I actually applied before the Love EP came out, so I only Mm -hmm. had seasons in my singles. Mm -hmm. And I gave them Not That Girl, and I Mm -hmm. explained to them why I wrote Not That Girl, because Mm -hmm. it was about women empowerment, and women have the right to say no at Mm -hmm. any time, um, which I explained in the first podcast. And uh, so I think it was really cool, because there was a female on the board of electing who gets to play or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I think that probably helped my chances because yeah. if it was a guy, you'd just be like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Feminist. <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, yeah, I feel like that probably helped that there was a woman on the board of mm-hmm. acceptance. Yes. Yeah, so it was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. she contacted me personally, um, and we went out there, and I actually played the day before NAMM started. Mm. So we were there super early that week. Mm. Um, and it would have been cool if my dad went that time, but he went the following year. Uh, but Nam is like super cool. Uh, the hotels suck. <laughs> so hotels are very expensive. Mm. Um, tips if you go to Nam, uh, <laughs> stay within the block or like mm. the, like the square area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because like last year we stayed a mile down the road mm. and Ubers took like 30 minutes. Because the traffic was terrible. Mm-hmm. So I like staying closer. And it's like, it's the Anaheim Convention Center. So mm-hmm. it's right outside Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So if you stay like right on the Disneyland line, mm-hmm. um, you can just walk there. Yeah. And it's way easier. Like we walked <laughs> 25,000 steps a day. 
cool. It was crazy. <laughs> it was so much walking. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But you should go. If, if you're a musician, you also have to carry guitars and amps. Oh, and- it was terrible. So the first year, <laughs> since we had to take all my stuff, I played an acoustic set, thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since we took all this stuff, we had to drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I'm not about to take my Gibson on an airplane. So we drove all the way out there. It's a 24-hour drive, and then we were dead. And then I played the next day. And then we, like, hung out at Nam for a few days, and then we went to Disneyland. So it was just like when you go to Nam, it's like a never stop. It's a never-ending walking thing. Mm-hmm. You just walk everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would go to Nam, but I have no money. Uh, That's so sad. <laughs> it's only $25. Not including the hotel. Right, but like, you know, <laughs> going to Anaheim uh, later this year, I'm going to uh, Burbank for a Yay. Uh, creative talent network. That it's sounds fun. Convention for artists, like visual artists, because um, my girlfriend is an illustrator. Nice. Uh, and I'm going to join her and I'll just be like I make music you know all yeah. those animations that you need music for <laughs> yep that is me here's my card yeah <laughs> that'll be fun um <laughs> are you getting those free download cards um I I'll probably just I don't know I could make like a separate set of cards that's just like here's a promo code for whatever but all of my music that's out right now, at least, is free anyways because yeah, I <laughs> I wasn't really into the free download cards until I went to CMA Fest mm-hmm. uh, when I lived out in Nashville, mm-hmm. and they had guys just standing out. Cause have you ever been to CMA Fest? No, I don't think a lot of people have. I don't know anyway. So it's a country music festival put mm. on in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, the big music city. Mm. And what they do is they put stages up on the sidewalks. Mm. And they're like, hey, all these famous people are going to come play at these stages. Mm. So it's really cool. So they have like uh, last year we saw Kelsey Ballerini, Thomas Rhett, Luke Bryan, Lone Star, like all the famous country people. Uh, the Bam Perry. Names in there. <laughs> yeah, the Van Perry, Carrie Underwood, like they just play mm. on the side of the street and it's free. So like there was a lot of people um, passing out free download cards because mm. they're also musicians in Nashville. Yeah. And they're like, hmm, people might listen to my music if it's free, but like not if they have to pay for it. You sure. know what I mean? So it's another window of opportunity in the marketing mm-hmm. industry part of the world. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I've been trying <laughs> to go back to CMA Fest every year. Mm-hmm. I've only made it back twice since 2012, <laughs> um, and I'm really sad about it. But hopefully I can go back soon. Yeah. And what's cool about Nashville is there's, like, a lot of busking. Mm-hmm. So even though CMA Fest is going on all around you, there's still people playing on the street yeah. busking, and yeah. it's super cool. So you can just go see, like, real live local people, mm-hmm. like, next to the famous people. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> I try to busk as well. Yeah. <laughs> With my free download cards. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like stage playing and busking playing is uh-huh. very different. It is. Uh, but you have a powerful enough voice yeah. to for people to just like walk down the street and be like, whoa, what is going on over here? That's probably what they say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's usually what most people say whenever. <laughs> There's not a lot of busking down here because uh, – Oklahoma hates the homeless, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever there is some stuff going on, that really is my train of thought. It's like, oh, what's going on over there? Yeah, it's, it's pretty those, cool. Those people playing drums underneath the the bridge where the train is. Yeah, because there's, it's very there's some really brand. cool. <laughs> Every time I go to uh, Second Fridays in Norman, mm. I think it's Second Fridays it might be First Fridays. <laughs> um, they have like these cute little teenagers. And they're, like, playing an entire, like, full band set. Nice. And they're so cute every time. And they're, like, all, like, 10-year-olds. Cool. It kind of reminds me of a – there was this band out of Coweta called Crooked X, and they were, like, really young, um, and they played rock and roll. Nice. So it kind of reminds me of, like, the same thing. I don't know. It's just cute. <laughs> I yeah. like to see them. I feel like – I think in Oklahoma City and Tulsa, you have to have permits to busk on the street. Yeah, which is – 
Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how we were able to set up the patio stage, <laughs> but we could do that for all the buskers. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we could get together like a busking festival or something. Yeah. That would be interesting. All because of you, us you don't have buskers. to set up Yeah, you don't have to set up stages. It's just like corners. It would be all for profit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just kidding. No, I guess you could like it could be like a benefit show. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like the art walks, like the Paseo art walk, mm-hmm. they shot buskers all the time. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have to play like forever. <laughs> but I feel like the older I get, the more I'm into like really short sets. I'm like, <laughs> you wanna give me thirty minutes? Okay, cool. Hmm. <laughs> I actually really enjoy long sets no Uh. (laughs) i feel like i don't know so like i started out playing in bars Mm. so like bar shows in tulsa are four hours long oh jeez and it's terrible and it's just you and that's too much yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like my voice sounded like this after like two songs Mm. it was terrible yeah no and an hour set is probably my limit like i could maybe squeeze out another hour if Uh, i had to yeah but like an hour set is a comfortable, like, I can tell a story through the sequence of the songs. And so yeah. since I, I do, su- like, such disparate genres anyways, mm. it's like, oh, here's my, like, indie popish side. And then here's a little bit jazzier and here's uh-huh. more heavier rock stuff. And so it's like it transitions well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a lot harder to do with 30 minutes because it's like, yeah. boop, boop, here's a whole bunch of different things and I'm just hitting you upside the head with it and... I feel like that's me too. <laughs> like, if I go from like Kiss and Tell, which is like super hard rock with like the huge like distortion and guitar solo, mm-hmm. into like If I Kiss You Will You Stay, which is everyone's favorite song of all time, <laughs> uh, it kind of like throws the audience into like a what is going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like cute love, like it's a cute love song, like that's following in behind like a huge rock song. Yeah. And they're just like, we have no clue who this band is. <laughs> but then I'm up there trying to be like, I want to be everything. Yeah. So it makes <laughs> sense if they know me. Sure. But if they don't, they're probably like, who is this girl? Right. Um, <laughs> that's actually something that I've, I've thought about quite a bit as an artist is that I don't want to be in a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of like there are artists that, have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, I mean, like, Moby released, like, a punk album once. That was weird. Mm. Uh, <laughs> or, like, a Chris Gaines. <laughs> do you know who that is? Um, isn't that, like, that country guy's alter ego? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Toby Keith? No. Uh, other country name. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Yeah. The yeah, same yeah. thing. You could be Chris Gaines. Oh, well, because I, th- I think that uh, <laughs> I've mixed them up in my head because, like, Toby Keith is, like, Oklahoma City because, like, he has the bar and grill over there. But then yeah. I also think Garth Brooks because UConn. Oh. Um, Garth wait, Brooks wait, wait, lived wait, in Owasso. Moore. I can't remember now. No, know. Toby Keith is Moore and maybe Garth Brooks is UConn. That sounds right. <laughs> Garth Brooks lived in Tulsa. I don't know. He may have lived here, too. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, my dad, so my family's always owned, like, uh, <laughs> appliance companies. <laughs> so my dad knows where Garth Brooks used to live when he lived there. Mm. And he knows where the Hansons live. And he won't tell me where any of these people live. And I'm like, but, Dad, <laughs> you don't need a privacy agreement. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's one thing to, like, send an email to a musical hero Mm -hmm. it's another thing to like call your musical hero and then it's even creepier to (laughs) show up at their house (laughs) i feel like that's just be as a person (laughs) (laughs) like a phone call is already weird enough to be like how did you get my phone number yep well that's true thanks i'm glad you're a big fan please don't call me again yeah yep uh, and then they hit block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's why you just call them with a different number the next time. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, but no, I, I think that 
it's there's too much music now to sit in one genre. I feel that way. Yeah. Um, because everything in jazz has been done. Everything in rock has been done. Everything in pop has been done. And so it's at this point, it's not really about like, oh, I'm going to be a pioneer of rock. It's mm-hmm. like, no, rock is dead. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Tune Yards? Yes. I have no clue what I'm listening to, but um, it sounds weird and great. <laughs> I was like, so we were supposed to have that meet and greet with them at Norman Music Festival, mm. <laughs> and I didn't get to make it because I was playing a show, but uh, I was listening to her music, and I was like, I have no clue what my mind is hearing right now, mm. but I kind of think I like what I'm hearing. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I feel like Tune Yards could be a pioneer thing, but I don't know. From what? Sure. And <laughs> I, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, you can definitely drive forward that way and just mm-hmm. be like, here's something no one's ever heard. No I hope. one. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I feel that way too. So, like, I can't pick a genre. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's making me struggle as a songwriter lately mm-hmm. because <laughs> I just don't know and then I procrastinate. Yeah. Um, but I feel also with, uh, I don't know why, but like other musicians, when I see them hop <laughs> genres, mm-hmm. I feel dislike towards them. <laughs> and like, I don't understand why, like I could see why they have that problem because everyone wants to be everything probably. Sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. <laughs> but um, like just like Cassie Pope, she was on The Voice. She used to be in Hey Monday, which was like a huge pop punk band. Hmm. So, and then she went on The Voice and she won and they turned her into a country artist. Hmm. And like, since then I'm like, who is Cassidy Pope? She ain't even Hey Monday no more. Like, so I feel like I have, is it, I'm trying to think of words, but I'm still kind (laughs) of sick, so. But, um, (laughs) But I feel like not happiness towards artists that try to jump around but I don't know why I feel that way because I want to be that way right so like that's like an internal (laughs) war against myself yeah yeah well I think about that like directly with Coldplay or Linkin Park when I think of Coldplay I think of copyright infringement (laughs) 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 Uh, from who just everything (laughs) uh like Viva La Vida some of oh, yeah, songs is copyright. Yeah. Uh I think the scientist was really caught for copyright. Hmm. Um what's their big new one that they released? Uh the one with chain smokers or <laughs> um it was on the colorful album. Oh yeah. I don't know what's called. Uh, but I think that one got caught too. Yeah. Like the same thing with like Ed Sheeran, basically. Yeah. Sad day. Um well I mean that was definitely <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no diggity and shape of you and no scrubs all fall together in the same pot in my mind. It's yeah. just like, uh, that's all the same song. That makes sense. I've never even thought about that. <laughs> I was thinking about all the others. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, but uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, no, shape of you, that like the bridge. No diggity. Uh, no yeah, yeah. Yeah, got it. No, I see that now. I never saw that before. The first time, I, <laughs> the first time I heard "Shape of You," I'm like, "This is no diggity." Yeah, there's a there's a song by uh, her name's Tove Strike. She's mm. like this weird pop artist out right now. Uh, she has this song. I don't remember what it's called, but it's the exact same song as uh, "Send My Love to Your New Lover" by Adele. So, like, I was hearing the song on the radio, and I was about to start singing, it mm. was all you, none mm-hmm. of it me. And it was, like, this tough strike song. And I was like, why are none of these words matching up? <laughs> I was like, this is the exact same song. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, of course I had to show everyone the song. And I was like, look, these are the exact same. Yeah. I'm, yeah. A, I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like the the animosity comes from the fact that we as listeners and consumers, we go, I, this is a part of me. Mm-hmm. This is mine. Yeah. Um, and so whenever the artist makes a change and goes, hey, 
we're interested in this thing or we think this will have more public appeal or whatever mm-hmm. it might be their reasoning, yeah. uh, even if they're actually selling out, which they might be as well. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. it's more that, no, why are you betraying this thing that I like you for? You are supposed to be this thing. That makes sense. But to the artists themselves, they're not supposed to be anything. They're just, they were just making music from the get-go, and yeah. that's what it ended up sounding like. That makes but so much sense. us as listeners go, oh, but you were supposed to be this for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lincoln Park is supposed to be rap rock. Mm-hmm. This is why I started listening to you. What is this electronic pop music yeah. that you're making? Or with Coldplay, it was, you're supposed to be the singer songwritery British man serenading me with a guitar. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, now they're making music with the well, Smokers. Even like look at Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Like the evolution of Mumford and Sons is crazy. Like yeah. I was listening to their uh is it Wider Mind? Wider Minds, the second to last album that they released. How many albums were they? Wilder released Minds. Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A ton. Is that their third album? I think it was. Yeah. Did they have a fourth album? Did I, mean, I miss yeah, something? Yeah, they have a new album. Oh my gosh, I what? still haven't listened to it. But, like, I feel like the evolution of Mumford & Sons, like, it was just a guy with a kick drum and a guitar, and he was, like, playing, <laughs> and now it's, like, all this crazy stuff happening, and I'm like, this sounds really cool, but it doesn't sound like Mumford & Sons. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have thought it was, like, I don't even know, someone else. I always thought that Mumford & Sons was just the sound of Irish brotherhood. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, yeah. But it kind of has like a like it. It started out with like a Irish bluegrass rock folk kind of thing, mm. and now it's kind of like full on rock, yeah. Which is weird. But mm. I feel like uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Nathaniel Ratcliffe, uh, is kind of going in the same direction. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats. Mm. I, no I need to listen to more music. No, it's great. He <laughs> sings a uh, son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> You've never heard of it? Mm-mm. It's great. You should look it up. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, he started out more of like the, uh, it was more of like a rock slash rockability kind of mm. feel. <laughs> and now it's more like straight rock. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if that's just easier to produce or. I think, if anything, it'll become easier to switch genres if you don't release an entire album that's in the same genre. That makes sense. <laughs> and I think that's what I'm going for. Like, my demo does not sit in a genre mm-hmm. either. Yeah. And so they transition well as the genre sort of melds into something else. Uh-huh. But not sitting in a genre makes you go, oh, I already know that I can't expect anything. Yeah. So. Well, I feel like that's why the Love EP was so different because the Love EP doesn't sound like anything I've ever released before. Mm -hmm. So, like, people are like, oh, she sounds like the Love EP. And I'm like, no, that's not even it. I can do, like, blues. I love Etta James. Like, Mm -hmm. I really like doing Etta James covers because it shows, (laughs) like, my vocal abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, my songwriting styles, I don't usually like, reflect those abilities mm-hmm. as well as if I was singing someone else's song. Yeah. Uh, because I just don't write that way, and it's <laughs> kind of like a struggle that I've been trying to get over. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with – I forgot where I was. <laughs> um, I feel like with uh, – I don't know, with genre crossing, I feel like if I promote myself as the love EP mm-hmm. – they're not going to see anything but that. Yeah. And I also have a lot of trouble, like, defining what I am since I can't pick a genre. Sure. People are like, who do you sound like? And I'm like, mm, Rosalind Zora Melton yeah. is what I sound like. Yeah. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I guess at some point you just start listing your influences rather than saying who you sound like. Yeah. So just name some of the people that you're inspired by. Yeah. And- if you name a whole bunch of different people, they're like, cool, I don't know what to expect, but I know all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like with my film stuff, like, it's the same way. Because mm-hmm. I don't really look towards any specific person for mm-hmm. um, inspiration. Yeah. But I kind of look within my mind and see what's inside. Because it's always different. Like, I feel yeah. like my 
film and music styles are mm. completely different than anyone else's, but they're mm-hmm. also the same. <laughs> it's weird because like I pull inspiration from everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just yeah. forever absorbing. The perfect way to transition into <laughs> what we were originally intending to talk about. Uh, what's Melton Media? Yeah. So Melton Media is my company. <laughs> um, it started out as Melton Productions, mm. but I couldn't get the legal name of Melton Productions because hmm. there's a Melton Productions in Arkansas. Darn you, Or Arkansas. maybe Kansas. I don't really know. Somewhere. Uh, Kansas or with an R. Yeah. So it became Melton Media. Mm. I realized, so it like popped in my head. I was like, so I was like, Melton Productions, Melton Records. Melton Creative. Mm. I was like, what sounds cool that embodies me as a person? Mm. And Melton Media definitely doesn't sound cool. But it's like (laughs) all the medias. (laughs) Mm. So I'm not defined, and this goes back to like the genre thing Mm. too. I'm not defined by a single thing. Mm -hmm. I am all the things. Yeah, yeah. So what I really want to look towards is growth. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to work with as many people right now as possible. Mm. So... On the photography side, mm-hmm. I like to be visually creative. Yeah. So um, I'll just call. I'm not really doing shoots for money right now. Mm. Not saying it's free. <laughs> um, but I'll like call specific artists that I have in mind, and I'm like, "Hey, mm. I have this idea for you. Yeah. Would you be interested in doing this? Sure. So like, then it's a growing, it's a growing experience on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not stuck to just one thing because I feel like photographers, mm-hmm. they're really important. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are good photographers. Yeah. Um, but all they focus on is photography. Mm-hmm. And they're down to – this isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But they like the structure mm-hmm. of doing it all like they're supposed to, like mm-hmm. they were taught. Yeah. Kind of like in the studio. Like most – uh, people just starting out in music production, they're going to go straight by the book. Mm-hmm. Like, what I like to do, I didn't really learn by the book. I just do it all free. Yeah. So I kind of like to experiment where others don't go. Yeah. <laughs> which I think, yeah, which I think makes it a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, with film, I'm looking more towards music videos right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like doing promo videos because yeah. that's super fun. Um so I'm doing a few promo videos. We're starting to get cooked up on a few music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it is just me. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if someone wanted to help down the road, I could see bringing someone on. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I don't even have a bank account. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, the everything's, like, government-officiated. Like, mm-hmm. Melton Media is an LLC company now, right? Uh, which is pretty cool. So it's all legal by the book. Yeah. But the creative side is all open and free, <laughs> uh, which is my main purpose. Yeah. And that goes with music, too. So, like, mm-hmm. since Keith Lee's EP was such a concept album, mm-hmm. like, I really want to work on stuff that doesn't sound like something you've heard before. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm we'll see where it takes <laughs> us. Um, yeah. Uh, I have a question for you that yeah. is not necessarily within the realms of the podcast, so... Okay. I'll ask that later. Uh, <laughs> but um, how, not how, why should people make music videos? Because they don't make any money. <laughs> they totally don't make any money. Um, I like music videos because it shows creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see them as an artist, as a brand, because yeah. you are the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that music is just a, a money-making industry right. that's ran off robots, but like... Well, we do need money. <laughs> this stuff yeah. ain't cheap. Yeah, Time like I was just... Uh, yeah, so like me and... Have you ever heard of Kina Granis? So like mm-hmm. last night I was showing Kaden Kina Granis, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Like we learned about her at the Art Institute. So... She made a video, a music video, using jelly beans. Hmm. It's stop-motion jelly beans, the entire movie. Cool. Like, everyone should look it up. (laughs) So it took them two years to make this music video. Mm. She would have had to keep her hair the same for an entire two years. That's crazy. I don't understand. But, like, Kina Granis, she said she wanted to do something that no one's ever done before. Mm. So they did stop-motion jelly beans. Mm -hmm. Every single frame in the video was a picture. 
mm-hmm. and then just put all the pictures together. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. So I feel like being able to bring your own creativity side to mm-hmm. the film production side yeah, yeah. Um, gives you an advantage that other people might not have because you might have ideas that other people don't. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... I feel like we've been told to steal, like, an artist. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. So, like, we all get ideas from each other. Yeah, yeah. But how can you put them together to make them different than what other people are doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just have all these ideas. Yeah. I'm just ready to use them. Yeah. And that's good. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a whole bunch of ideas, but no money. And yeah. so I just haven't gotten them done yet. <laughs> I really just do stuff uh, for fun on um, my yeah. free time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> since I work all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's another question. How do you find time? Um, it's kind of hard. <laughs> uh, I think during the summer it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Um, because usually I have uh, five to six work days, one school day, and mm-hmm. then sometimes I make it home twice yeah. a month uh, <laughs> to Tulsa. But um, most of the time... I just spend all the time that I can doing mm. things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't love being in management, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Like, I feel like you have to be passionate in everything you put your hands into mm-hmm. to be able to do a good job with it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I make time for everything. Yeah. Because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Because people need sleep. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, what is a goal that you have for Melton Media? I think a goal, a big goal, big goal, little goal. (laughs) A little then big. Okay. So I think a little goal would be to at least get like three more music video shoots, Mm -hmm. which right now I'm at like uh, negative one. (laughs) Because <laughs> uh, they're in the works. They're just not, like, being mm-hmm. completed at the moment. Right. So I feel like um, as soon as I get started with those, I think short-term I would want more music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then long-term, I would want to set up – I would either want to work as a freelance engineer in other studios. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the more cost-effective situation. Yeah. Um, than trying to build my own studio with my own equipment. That is um, very expensive. <laughs> yeah, studios are super expensive. Um, so I feel like being a freelance engineer and being able to help artists that know that I'm here to help them, mm-hmm. um, I feel like knowledge is a big part of it. So mm-hmm. as long as someone believes in you, they're going to be able to mm-hmm. lift you. So I feel like being able to find people that want to work with me, that believe in me, and mm-hmm. I believe in them, that makes it even better than yeah. me just trying to work for people that I'm just trying to get money from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like from a from a business standpoint, that's probably not smart, but that's what my real job's <laughs> for. And uh, I don't know. I just want to see where it takes us creatively. Creatively? Yes. Yeah. Creatively. <laughs> and uh, I could see it growing into a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Like anything's possible. So like we could go to blogs, podcasts, mm-hmm. um, news articles. Mm-hmm. We could do like website yeah. With, like, all the news. <laughs> like, from here on, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Anything media-related. Mm-hmm. If I instantly got good at graphic design overnight, I'd probably do that. <laughs> but um, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Maybe right. I'll hire someone on. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I know some people. Um, Yay. And I'm also not that bad at uh, Illustrator or Photoshop. I'm terrible so. at it. It <laughs> takes me a long time. <laughs> like, photo editing is easy. Like, I can mm. see it and I can do it. Yeah, but, like, yeah. graphic design, I just I can't do it. Oh, I love it. I uh, I, I used to draw. Nice. Uh, in, like, middle school and early high school. And then that dream fell by the wayside as I got more into music. Mm-hmm. Um. Like in, in like fourth grade or something, I was like, I want to be a comic book illustrator. Nice. And that was like my goal up until like the end of middle school. Or was like, I don't really know how to live or draw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I can draw stick people. <laughs> I actually would like be really good at drawing <laughs> stick people. Like, yeah. 
that sounds sarcastic, but like there's a whole like style and whatever. It's yeah. Um, <laughs> growing up, I always thought I was going to be a doctor. Mm. Uh, in middle school, I got into sports medicine. So <laughs> I was sports medicine girl for basketball. Hmm. And I realized it was a, a ton of different things. So a guy got injured hmm. and I didn't want to wrap him. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, maybe this isn't the best thing. And then I started taking more like science classes. So like <laughs> anatomy, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, I can't memorize any of these words. Yeah. So I was like, I'm never going to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a musician. <laughs> yeah. I have like a visceral thing with blood that like I am not like I mentally am not scared or queasy around blood. Uh-huh. But if it happens, my body does it anyways. My body goes, oh, look, blood. Oh, no. And I'll, I'll like, get, like, lightheaded and woozy Uh or whatever. But I'm like, no, it's just blood. Stop it. My body's (laughs) like, nah, that's blood. You got to freak out right now. (laughs) Me, it's more like if people get hurt or faint, I just stand there. Mm. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be a nurse. Yeah, never gonna be a nurse. <laughs> Helping people through other ways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the question that I usually ask at the end of the second podcast is, eh? um, "What is some stuff that you've been uh, watching, listening to, or playing? If you play any video games, that you uh, want other people to know about? Short lists." Um, I've been watching TV show wise. Uh, I've been really into Westworld the past two days. Mm. Um, I'm getting over strep throat. That's why I sound like a man today. Uh, (laughs) my voice doesn't usually sound like this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I've been watching Westworld and it's really cool because it's about like robots. I really Mm. like the sci-fi stuff. Um, because I'm a nerd. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. So I've been watching a lot of Westworld, uh, Lucifer. Series finale came on last night. Mm. Haven't watched it yet, but I hope I'm not going to cry. <laughs> um, New Girl series finale is tonight, so I'm going to watch it tomorrow as soon as it hits Hulu. <laughs> and uh, music-wise, I've been listening to, uh, what's her name? She sings No Roots. It's like a really new artist. That actually sounds familiar, so, but I can't remember. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. But, like, she's great. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Nathaniel Ratcliffe and The Night Sweats, the new album. Um, I've been listening to a lot of – I've just been putting it on Apple Music mm-hmm. Alternative Shuffle. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. great. So I've just been <laughs> listening to a lot of alternative music on yeah, yeah. Shuffle. <laughs> cool. And, of course, I'm always listening to K-Flay because K-Flay has the realest lyrics ever. <laughs> Have you ever listened to K-Flay? Mm-mm. Okay. So she, a short story, um, I think she went to Stanford. Hmm. So she was actually a literature major. Mm-hmm. And she never sang, never played anything. Mm-hmm. It was her sophomore year of college. Hmm. And she went to an open mic. And she's like, man, this is cool. So it's kind of like slam poetry meets like spoken word, rap, singing. Mm-hmm. And she's like a white girl mm-hmm. that sings over these loops that she's made. Cool. Um, and she plays, like, simple guitar, but mm. she does it all herself, and it's really cool. And she was in Tulsa last month. It's awesome. I love her. She has, like, <laughs> the quirkiest lyrics because, like, I'm really like into it. those quirky lyrics. Mm. So, <laughs> And, like, they all make sense. Like, I listen to it, and I'm like, wow, this is real lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just really fun. And that's all I've been listening and watching to. Nice. Yeah. Um, I've been – I'm sure, like – if someone wants to keep a tally of the number of times that I say clipping at the end of this podcast, uh, <laughs> I've been listening to clipping for like over a year now. Nice. Um, I'll it's have just to look so, them up. so good. Uh, it's uh, David Diggs who played Lafayette and uh, Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton. Okay. Uh, is his rap group he's the rapper and there's two producers and it's harsh noise and some cool rap and after their uh first album he doesn't rap in first person Mm. uh which is really interesting Uh um but clipping is cool always making awesome noises um 
they should have a new album coming out this year. Um, I've been catching up because I'm late. Uh, I've been catching up on Kendrick Lamar, um, which is very good. Uh, also been catching up on Janelle Monae. Uh, yeah. Janelle Monet, every single one of her albums is a concept album, all telling the same story, except for the one that came out recently this year. Um which is an entirely different concept album, and she made a movie with it as well. Is that kind of like how Adele, all of her albums are about her ex? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, all of Janelle Monet's albums are uh, telling the story of this android named Cindy Mayweather in a dystopian society called Metropolis. That sounds really cool. I'm yeah. going to have to pay more attention. Yeah. Janelle Monet is brilliant, <laughs> and she is more than just music she is making art and she is fashion and she is mm -hmm. film and she's she's everything uh mm. she's also been in movies and tv and yeah. stuff so yeah she was in hidden figures um but uh janelle monet is excellent you should uh watch the movie of uh dirty computers i think is the yeah um and that's uh, pretty much what I've been consuming lately. And then uh, I started watching Mr. Robot. It's what, really good. What is Mr. Robot? It's a um, <laughs> it's a show starring a weird uh, dude who is very quiet and reserved and awkward, but he's a hacker. And um, he wants to take down like a massive corporation and basically wipe out debt nice uh, not by himself with like yeah. this group of like hackers or whatever hmm. um, but he's also trying to like hold down his day job and make sure that the people that he cares about don't find out and stuff like that yeah but he's also incredibly awkward <laughs> that reminds me of the handmaid's tale i've been watching a lot of that oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've been meaning to watch Handmaid's <laughs> Tale. it's great uh i tried reading the book i just wasn't in the right brain space to read the book uh oh listen to the audiobook. Yeah. It was just a little too dry and lengthy for what my attention span at the time. Yeah, I feel like the book it's really weird because the book is completely different than the series. Mm. Like some of the people are wearing like different color clothes. Mm. Their like titles mean something different. Yeah. Like it was kind of hard to match like cuz I'm halfway through the book, but mm -hmm. I've watched all like the series. Sure. So I don't know. For me, I'd probably start with the series. Yeah. Because right. it's pretty good. <laughs> I, like I tried it. with the book. Maybe I'll have more interest in the book after watching the series. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm always digging into science fiction stuff and uh, dystopian cyberpunk stuff. That's that's my jam. Yeah. Because I recently started watching an anime called uh, <coughs> Megalobox. Uh, I've not heard of that. Made a, made <laughs> by the same people. I'm pretty sure that did uh, Cowboy Bebop. Huh. Uh, but yeah, my gold box is really good. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's all I got before I go on any other rants about different stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, again, thank you for doing this with me. Thank uh, you. I'm Santiago Ramones. My name is Rosalind. <laughs> oh yeah, these don't have intros, so this is the first you're hearing of our names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What have I been listening to this yeah. entire time? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, plug your stuff. Yeah, so my music name is Rosalind Zora. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, everything but Pandora because Pandora has like a weird system you can't set up into. Hmm. Um, yeah, so you can find me by Rosalind Zora and got some videos on YouTube. Mm. <laughs> they're, they're pretty awkward, so I actually don't watch them. You can check out my Instagram. I try to post minute snippets, mm. and usually they suck, but I'm really bored when I make them. So cool. They're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Melton Media also has an Instagram. And, yeah. Uh, uh, so I've been posting, I'll post more video projects as they're made. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, a lot of the photography is up on the page. Mm -hmm. So you can go to at Melton Media um, on Facebook and Instagram. Mm. I haven't made a Twitter yet, uh, but I will <laughs> someday. Sure. Keep an eye <laughs> out. It might be under the same thing. Yeah. So if 
Melton Media isn't already taken. Yep. Uh, <laughs> those darn bots. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Go support awesome music. Uh, Rosalind is an excellent singer, an excellent creator, and you should support local musicians. Thank you. Um, once again, I'm Santiago Ramones. Hi, I'm Rosalind Zora. <laughs> uh, you can find everything that I do on my website SantiagoRamones.com You can listen to this podcast On Apple Podcasts On Stitcher On YouTube And on my website On all of those things You can leave comments Or leave reviews And give feedback Or give ideas As to some shows You want me to do Or whatever it might be uh, Feedback Let me know I don't know who's listening uh, <laughs> Um and then you can also find music on my website. Uh, there's Songs with Words demo on my Bandcamp, which you can leave zero monies or uh, an exorbitant amount of monies, uh, however many zeros you want to put on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some stuff on my SoundCloud, which is not with words as much. Uh, <laughs> um, I always end my podcast with my three things. Those three things shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. <laughs>